Oh, hello there. I didn't see you creep in. Won't you come and join us for another startling episode of The Arcane Book Club of Horrors? Is it ever clear about where it's set? Um, probably, like, I'm sure, because I know there's a lot of Saw lore, um, and I'm not, like, very, it's, it's, it's not like, it's not like Hellraiser, I'm like, um, actually, well, Pinhead was dating this other Cenobite at the time of these <laughs> events, um, but, um, I'm not, I'm not, uh, 100% clear on the Saw lore, but I've always, for me, it's always just felt like literally any, it, it could be set anywhere in, in America, like, every city has, like, one, two, three industry parkway, that's some abandoned factory, and this, this reminds me of, um, our episode on the Black Tower, right? Like, like you know, one of the things I talked about in that episode is that, like, are the spaces around us are fundamentally haunting. Yeah. Right? The, the, the question I posed to listeners in that episode was, you know, th- th- think about, like, an abandoned building or, or even, even not an abandoned building, but just in a building with, like, you know, there's no sign on the outside for a company you can Google, mm-hmm. right? There's no, there's no front desk you can walk up to and say, hey, what goes on in here? Yeah. You know, like, there are so many houses and buildings and mysteries around us, and some are completely innocuous, right? You know, when we're, when we're kids, we all, we all like to be like, oh, like, don't go, don't go near the spooky house with ivy on it. The old lady who lives there is a witch. You know, it's, like, it's got that innocence to it. But as we become adults, it's like, okay, like, what series of conglomerates owns all of these abandoned factories? <laughs> and that, that, for me, like, that, that means, like, Saw could be anywhere in the United States. It, it could be anywhere. Even northern England has plenty of places that look like the setting from Saw. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and the whole franchise, I actually think, is really interesting in what it's trying to do. So, for people who are not aware, we follow the story of John Kramer, uh, a person who is dying of cancer, goes through lots of other events in the seven films. Um, he dies in the third one. Spoilers. Um, but the, the the key thing about Kramer is that he has a almost a, a, a literal conversion experience uh, where he has a near-death experience and realizes that life should be treasured. And so designs increasingly elaborate um, murder traps uh, for people who he believes in some way are, have violated a a fairly nebulously defined code of ethics. Yeah. Um, the films get increasingly explicit in their political subtext. There is one film which is dedicated almost entirely to torturing healthcare executives. Um, <laughs> because the American healthcare system is a neoliberal nightmare. Um, was there anything particular that you wanted to pick up on from what Mark Stephen writes about? Um, yeah, I think there's a lot, a lot worth talking about in Saw, right? We were talking before we started recording about how, like, Saw is very much... It's got, it's got the contemporary energy equivalent of, like, late 70s and 80s slasher movies where, where it's this kind of expression of a contemporary morality. Mm. But, you know, we live in a cultural moment that's, that's gotten more comfortable with, with sex positivity and with the other things that your 70s and 80s slashers would have lost their minds about. Um, and so, like, I really love the, the political focus of the later Saw movies and, like... Just really quickly, the highest Rotten Tomato score for a Saw movie is forty nine percent for the original. Um, none of these are fresh. the The others are like twenty percent, ten percent, thirty percent. Like the, these movies are just critically panned, and they one hundred percent do not deserve the, this level of being bombed from above. Like that's what you. That's what the Marvel movies deserve. Uh, 
Are we going to do a series on the Saw films? Maybe. Maybe. Add that Add that to the series bucket. Right. <laughs> you and I need cloning vats so we can cover all this stuff. <laughs> Just a bunch of Ashes and Johns running around talking about horror movies. One of the things that I think is particularly interesting, though, is how, as I said, Kramer dies in the third one. But there are multiple protégés who carry on his work. And so on page 144, no, 145, sorry. There's a really interesting argument made from the work of um, Franco Berardi. So, Splatter takes place under the sign of what Berardi calls semio-capital, which he describes as a form of social production which is essentially focused on the production of signs. Um, One of the big markers of the Jigsaw films is Billy the Doll, uh, the tapes, the games, uh, after which and which he, Berardi, periodizes as the sphere of the increasing replacement of production by a financial and financial means deterritorialized and fractal recombinant form of production. So it is not a coincidence that these films take place in abandoned factories, right? Because what we have moved from, historically speaking, is an economy that's focused on. Uh, production and distribution of goods to one that is focused on the production of services often immaterial and financial services and it, the Deleuzean term of re-territorialized there I think is actually really important because it shows that these old spaces are not really abandoned right the factories aren't really abandoned yes. they've yes. just been turned into a different kind of asset mm-hmm. absolutely no, no I, th- I think that, I mean, I think that that speaks directly to kind of what the characters in these films experience, right? Mm. Like, they're waking up completely disoriented in, in a building that 10, 20, 30 years before was like, who knows, a candy factory, yeah. right? <laughs> like, like the, it could have been anything. It could have been a car parts uh, warehouse, right? Like, there are there so many industries that have just been, been completely eviscerated by our current economic system. And that, that 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 to me is like one of the most unsettling things about the Saw movies, right? It's this it's this fundamental disconnect we have from like literally the communities in which we live. Mm. Yeah. And again, we see in these more contemporary splatter films that actually the satire can only go so far, right? Because just as contemporary capitalism has repurposed and has operates on this fractal recombination that happens to those to to the figure of the slasher killer right this section on on saw ends by pointing out that jigsaw is the brand name by the end of the series you know it's not Mm -hmm. it doesn't relate to a person anymore right there is no one person there are there is a kind of fractal recombinant uh figure that can be everywhere and nowhere so it's it's splatter it's the splatter killer franchise now you can franchise your your um masked vigilante who's there to make people appreciate their life a little bit more um but that <laughs> is that's a direct correlate that's a that's a kind of dark reflection of the um economic totality in which Kramer exists yeah hot take no i think you're completely right <laughs> I, I, I think i think that's that's really accurate I'll take so so films are very good. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into that teaser. If you want to join us for the rest of the book club, 
You can support us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash horrorvanguard.